This episode of the Water Cooler Checkdown Podcast is brought to you by The Extended Cut. The Extended Cut is our own website. Yes, our own. And we have some great writers that have put up some great stuff lately, like Jeremy Batten putting up an article, Gone Too Soon, about the players in the NBA whose injuries have derailed what could have been a Hall of Fame future or even more. We also have Sam Egger writing about how the Indiana Pacers have their own two-guard combo that's going to drive the rest of the league nuts with their two-way play on both offensive and defensive sides. And for those who still don't want to read NBA and they're so sucked into the NFL, we also have some great football articles. We have one on by Connor Navarro on the Oakland Raiders and their relationship between John Gruden and Antonio Brown. And we have one by me, Corey Walsh, on the Patriots wide receivers and how is the ball going to be dispersed and who's going to make it and who didn't. Well, I guess that's already answered now, but... It's good to see that I was actually right on Demarius Thomas, which didn't look like it after game four. Today we're going to have Kyle on and we're going to talk about the week one predictions. And we're going to have Joe Toll on later to talk about best bets for the week. But first, the intro. Checkdown Podcast. We have Kyle Erickson joining us. Thank you again, Kyle, for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Corey. It's good to be here. Oh, yeah, no problem. Anytime. So uh, how have you recovered from losing your AFC South winner about a week or two after the pod aired? Uh, yeah, well, that prediction was made assuming Andrew Luck was going to be on the field this season. Um, but I, I, I think that that's where we should, ought to start this podcast is, is talking about the tragedy of, of Andrew Luck's career. He was probably the, the greatest college quarterback I've ever seen. Um, maybe until Trevor Lawrence, uh, the guy in Clemson right now, who I wrote a great article about on the extendedclip.com. <laughs> you can check that out. Check it time. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, Andrew Luck was uh, a once in a generation talent. Um, but he, he, he was abused in the NFL. I mean, he suffered so many injuries, including lacerating his kidney. Um, and, and we also talked about last time how this this calf injury wasn't going away. It was a calf injury, then it was an ankle injury, and yeah, he just wasn't in pads at all. It was wild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a whirlwind. He lost all blood. To, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I think his retirement is is a comment on the state of football where it is today. Um, I mean, it's it's a brutal game. It's a really brutal game. It's barbaric in a lot of senses, and no human um, body is meant to feel that amount of impact. It's not consistently. Yeah. I mean, Gr- Rob Gronkowski talked about it too after they won their last Super Bowl. Yeah, they just became champions, and he was sitting in the locker room in tears because of that. Um, his leg was in such pain, and it had to get. He was drained. in so he was in such extreme pain. Um, you know, it's it's sad. It's 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 very sad. Um. The game of football lost an amazing talent in Andrew Luck. Um, and and I, I do think that this is going to be a trend now. Um, with younger guys who maybe have already got their money, maybe in some cases they haven't, but they just don't want to keep, you know, exposing themselves to to having to take such a beating week in and week out. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, I've heard a lot of different opinions because, you know, 
like this it's pretty dead out but either, either way this is like still a big story i personally land that i think it's like i i'm not upset that he left in terms of like it does make sense for him to leave and i'm not like saying it because oh pro player empowerment because like there's people who will be like say it for the dumbest reasons like there are people who are probably like good for LaShawn mccoy for getting cut way to express that player empowerment <laughs> which is <be> like <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Andrew Luck has been a, like I don't know I've seen a quarterback get more abused by his O line than yeah uh, maybe maybe Ryan Tannehill honestly but Tannehill yeah he is up there I mean Cam Newton maybe too in Carolina yeah um that's that's another big part of this story is uh, the Colts did not protect him and if you look what Houston did this week uh, Indianapolis's divisional rival they traded away to Davian Clowney and brought in Laramie Tunsil. Well, um, they trade. They basically pulled a Clippers and were like, "We need everything. Here is everything." And they yeah, just came well. away. The Miami <laughs> Dolphins are like, "Oh boy." Yep. Thanks. <laughs> um, but they 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 shifted their priorities to protecting Deshaun Watson, and I I think that's in large part to them seeing what happened to Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. That's a really good point because like I think everyone's very confused on why the Texans gave away their entire franchise for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills, <laughs> but uh. Honestly, like the the O line of Houston has always been an issue, and I guarantee you that GM, like you were saying, was once they saw Andrew Luck retire, they're like, "Oh God, this could easily be what Deshaun Watson will do," because all they need is that first big contract, and they're set. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to see it from like, like you said that you might see it from other players in the NFL, but like if you think about you're more it, likely to see it from guys who have made their money. Like yeah. Andrew Luck has has already made over a hundred million dollars just in NFL salaries alone, not even including endorsements. Yeah, so. you're not gonna see Marcus Mariota next season be like, yeah, you know what? I'm walking away with my head held high. I'm like, you'll just be like, Marcus, you've made like twenty million dollars. You're gonna go broke yeah. in like <laughs> maybe a year or two. Oh Jesus! Well, I mean, and tw- twenty million dollars isn't chump change either. No, but if, you have I to... made, if I made twenty million dollars after three years of football, I would walk away. No, but you have to like imagine that these young kids don't know how to manage their money, and their friends are around them are probably also not going to know how to manage their money. So yeah, most 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 twenty one year olds, kids like us, are not good with managing money. <laughs> if you watch, <laughs> if you watch Derek Carr on Hard Knocks when they showed his house, I guarantee you that house costs at least one year of his contract to live there probably probably which he might also have to take an early retirement depending on how this season goes that's another quarterback who's been beat up by injuries too i mean it football is just a brutal game it's a brutal game but best of luck luck to andrew luck except worst news ever was that the Captain Andrew Luck Twitter page had to die out which i was a huge <laughs> it is fan no of. longer <laughs> i was a huge no, fan of that one that's the biggest loss from this retirement is losing the Captain Andrew Luck account. <laughs> and that we'll never see Andrew Luck dance in those boogie shorts again with Mike Trout. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's really unfortunate. A tough the football scene. world. It, this was a tough loss. This was a tough loss for the football world. It was. It's, but, but we still have an amazing <laughs> season coming up. Oh, yeah. I mean, Andrew Luck leaving makes the AFC South more boring. It makes it much more transparent. <laughs> But, yes. Uh, do you do you think they can be competitive with Jacoby Brissett? I think they definitely. I think their basement is eight and eight. I don't see them losing more than eight, but I only yeah. also only see them winning max ten, because that team was a Super Bowl contender and moving from an A plus quarterback down to I'll call Jacoby Brissett like a B minus to B, B minus. right now. Yeah, yeah. That like that's like like they could have won twelve games max. So moving them down to like nine or ten, I feel like is pretty realistic. 
Yeah. Because they still have great I mean, offensive I, weapons that Jacoby can yeah. work with. This is much better than the team that Jacoby Brissett picked up with when he started those games when Luck was out like the whole year. Absolutely, yeah. This this Colts team was ready to compete. I, I don't think the AFC South is, is completely dead. However, um, as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm pretty high on Jacksonville. Uh-huh. Um, Which, based off of know, what I, I've I, seen, you might be the only person <laughs> that's doing that right now. That's Yeah, that's saying that. I'm really putting myself out there, I guess. Um, but they, they have a legitimate defense. They have a quarterback who's won a Super Bowl. They have good wide receivers. If Leonard Fournette stays healthy, that's quietly <laughs> Leonard Fournette team. locked himself into a hotel room for three months. He is ready to roll. <laughs> He's ready to rock and roll, baby. <laughs> I love that Bleacher Report article. All it said was, like, yeah. in those quotes, Locked myself in hotel room. Cut off yeah. everyone. Ate Cut dirt. off everyone. Ate yeah. dirt and horse flies. Ate dirt. <laughs> and horse flies that flew into my room. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Anything people else? are sleeping on Jacksonville, though. Watch out for them. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. Nick, Big Dick Nick delivering in the finest of times. He's a playoff quarterback. Oh, Watch he out re-signed for Demarius Thomas. Sneak in. <laughs> The Patriots did. Yeah, breaking news yeah. on the Corey Satellite Report, slightly stolen <laughs> from the Herd Satellite Report <laughs> with Colin Coward, minus the Baker shit talk for 90 hours. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to shit talk Baker real quick? <laughs> no, dude, like, can he come on and just absolutely eviscerate me? <laughs> like, that'd yeah. be great. Can we, can we add that segment to this show? We just spend, I don't know, five to seven minutes shitting on baker every time or we could just find our own player and then we'll like we'll just we'll call it like random shit on him for five minutes we'll pick a random player watch out kyler so what is the deal with tj yeldon (laughs) (laughs) the dude carry the ball is he a leader (laughs) is he a leader on this team colin coward will just look at baker drinking gatorade on the sideline i don't want my quarterback to drink it with his left hand Drink it with your right. Keep it warm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Let's jump into week one. Week one matchups. All right. So the week, the season is starting with the Packers at Chicago. And the line right now is Chicago for three under. Mm. So I, this is like basically between, I think I already know we're going to split based off where we predicted our uh, season to be. (laughs) Mm Because I predicted the Packers to win and you predicted the Bears, if I'm correct. I did. I did. Um, I I really am a big believer in the Chicago Bears' defense. I think obviously losing Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator hurts. However, they have the personnel to be um, a really elite defense again this year. And I think their offense will be good enough. I, I don't particularly like Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think he's accurate enough to be a, a high-level quarterback in the NFL. But I think with the roster around him, they can be competitive again. So yes, I, I I would take Chicago to win this game. I'm I'm much lower on Green Bay than I think you are this season. Uh, yeah, I I I've, I've kind of bought into the team as a whole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you also, bought into Matt Lafleur. I bought into the Lafleur, the mighty croissant, <laughs> as I'll call him. <laughs> the mighty croissant and Aaron Rodgers, who's really we don't know if he's a good guy. Who or not. <laughs> who has who has a pedo stash rocking on the sideline. <laughs> I'm going to keep track of who we pick, and I'm going to see at the end of the season who does the best. Who does the best, yeah. All right, so. A little friendly competition. So it's the week. It's the first game of the season, so we don't really know what either of these teams could be. Honestly, we could see a huge yeah. decrease of what we're expecting because there's always that team in week one that just randomly gets thrashed, and we mm-hmm. wonder, like, oh, well, it's over. <laughs> 
Um, Season's over. Blow it up. <laughs> but this is a divisional game, so I'm honestly expecting that it to be probably pretty close. I would say it's going to probably be mm-hmm. like a 27-24 type game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I could see that. I could also see the rust of the mighty croissants new offensive system, Matt Lafleur, with Aaron Rodgers. So I would probably, honestly, I'm going to take the Bears in this game. I think because I think they have so much more consistency. Even though they also they they have they're going to have a disgusting defense. They're just going to run it with their uh, David Montgomery. I feel like they're going to try to keep the ball out of Trubisky's hands as long as possible until they actually yeah. get the throw. That's always been a formula uh, for success in football. Play good defense, run the ball, wear your opponent out. Uh, I think Chicago's going to do that, and I'm with you. I'm going to take them to beat Green Bay in week one. Also, though, it should be stated that uh, Green Bay has spent like their past two drafts solely on defense, so they are stacking it up. It should be formidable, probably top 12. Yeah, they will be better on defense. All right, so now we're jumping into a game that could really just not be watched by anyone, unless you're a Browns fan. Uh, Titans in the at the Browns in Cleveland. Cleveland's a five point five point favorite. So, uh, I really don't like the Titans. I think I did pick them to make the wild card, but Marcus Mariota looks terrible, and until they switch to Tannehill, I am very out on the Titans. Mm. Unless Mariota yep. like comes and balls out. You really like Tannehill, don't you? I like Tannehill. No, it's not that I really like Tannehill. (laughs) No, it's not that I like Tannehill. I just hate Marcus Mariota. He's the Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. So I I agree with you that I I, I think Cleveland wins this game. I I think Cleveland wins this game by a fair margin. I think they'll win it by 10 or 14 points. Um, I I really like Marcus Mariota. Uh, I still have an Oregon Mariota jersey. I I refuse to stop wearing it, but he just hasn't (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> he hasn't quite worked out in the NFL. Um, he's had a, a lot of injuries, um, and I don't think the Titans' roster is particularly that good. I think Cleveland's roster is loaded. I think Baker Mayfield uh, is a top-10 quarterback, and they're going to play good defense this year too. So I'm taking Cleveland and uh, not in a close one. Uh, yeah, I would also agree with that. I would definitely mm-hmm. take that bet in Vegas, the five point Cleveland. I could see it easily I would take yeah, I would fourteen. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh next game is the Ravens playing the Dolphins. Honestly, this game is gross. <laughs> That's a disgusting football game. Miami is going to be so bad this year. They were already going to be really really bad and then they just blew up their roster. Um Laramie Tunsil a lot of people remember him for the video that came out of him on draft night um, of him My smoking hero. the bong. Yeah. It, I mean, that that cost Laramie Tunsil uh, tens of millions of dollars because he was going to be a, a top 10 draft pick, and he ended up sliding through the first round. Um, but despite that video, he's turned out to be just as good of a left tackle as scouts thought he'd be. Um, and he was, a, he, uh, in my opinion, he's a real tackle that you can kind of build your offensive line around. But Miami's blown it up. They're tanking for Tua, or I don't know what the hell they're doing. (laughs) Miami has has always seemed to be tanking. Um, And Baltimore's a good team. Lamar Jackson will struggle a little bit in the passing game, but I I think Lamar Jackson has what it takes, and I think John Harbaugh's a terrific head coach. I'm taking Baltimore and also not in a close one. uh, I would be honestly surprised if the Dolphins score more than six points. Yeah. Are the Dolphins going to win a game this year? Oh, probably. They'll probably beat the Bills. 
yeah, or the maybe Jets once. or someone or us. They'll 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 squeak a win somewhere. They'll, I think their wins will come divisionally unless they play like I don't even know. Maybe the Giants if they still have Eli in or I don't know. Yeah, uh, I I couldn't be lower on the Miami Dolphins this year, unfortunately. Yeah, sorry for our dads. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Sorry to every dad out there who seems to be a Dolphin fan. I don't know where these... There's a lot of dads who are Dolphins fans, isn't there? I, there, I don't know what Dan kind Marino. of... Pu- it was definitely Dan Marino. I don't know what it, other it kind of push they had. <laughs> well, if you have any dads that you know that are Dolphins fans, let us know. There are a lot of them out there. <laughs> they'll start a movement and they can start having a support group. <laughs> Dads for dolphins. Dolphins for dads. Double D's. <laughs> yeah, I'm part of the Double D's Alliance. <laughs> oh man. Oh, this is probably the best game we've talked about so far. Uh the Falcons and Vikings. Falcons and Vikings, one o'clock kickoff, week one. Who do you got? Um, honestly, I'm gonna take the Falcons in this game because I really still don't know what I'm gonna get out of Kirk Cousins. And that actually, Fair. believe it or not, is very important. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm, do you know what the spread is in this one? It's three and a half for three and Minnesota. a half for Minnesota. It's in Minnesota too, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. I I believe in the Vikings this year. We we talked about them in the last podcast when we were going division by division. Uh huh. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins. It is reasonable to kind of ask what are you going to get out of him, but his statistics have been kind of consistent even last year when they you know went eight and eight. I think they they went yeah somewhere around there. Um, Dalvin Cook is back and looks amazing. Oh my god, de- he looks so the good. De- the defense in Minnesota is going to be phenomenal again. Um, and with Atlanta, there's just a lot of there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of question marks. I, I do like the Falcons. I think the Falcons are a good team, but um, they're not as good as they were when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. Sark is just not as good of an OC as him. Um, and Matt Ryan too. I just, when is he going to win a big game? You know, the only big game I've ever seen him win was the NFC Championship right before he choked in the Super Bowl. So um, <laughs> not that not that this is a massive game like that, but uh, <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings game one comparable to Super Bowl 49, 51, 49, 51. It was 51. Yeah. Um, no, but these are two good teams. These are two teams who both should be competing for a playoff spot. Um, they were your division winners, and it sounds like from the way you talked about them, you don't expect them to win the division anymore. <laughs> I expect Minnesota to win their division. Atlanta, I am having second thoughts about. But I made the pick, so I made the pick. But you really talked but, your you talked your fan base into it by telling yeah, them I, that I, you don't I, like them. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota will win this game. That's a takeaway. <laughs> trust, trust the process. Trust the process. All right. Speaking of the process, we got the Bills at the Jets. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Do we have to pick this game? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Jets. Yeah. The Jets I, have I, a I'm... really sneaky AFC wildcard potential, honestly, because I think I there's a lot in their favor more than most mm-hmm. years. This is, like, very reminiscent, I think, of the Sanchez years when their defense is actually solid and their offense is solid enough to balance an elite defense. Mm-hmm. But Sam Darnold is has significantly more upside than I think Mark Sanchez did. No, but I'd say like um, right now he's he's already reached like peak Sanchez talent levels. So Sanchez. Oh yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I I would also take the Jets to win this game. Um, Sam Darnold, I I think is really good. I I'm really high on him. Um, I think he's going to have a, a much better season this year, especially having Le'Veon in the backfield if he can stay healthy. 
we talked about Chris um, Ivory is the tits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they also have Adam Gase, who is is a really good offensive-minded coach, even though he's a bit of an odd guy off the field. <laughs> I love um, the smelling salt on the sideline. Oh my it's, god, he, that was elite. <laughs> Adam Gase has some issues. However, he knows what he's doing. He's a good coach. So, um, but and also conversely, Buffalo. I, I just don't believe in Josh Allen. What? Um, I love Josh Allen. <laughs> every look, Josh Allen seems like the perfect quarterback. Right, six five, athletic. He can't he throw accurate. <laughs> no quarterback in college who wasn't able to complete at least 60% of their throws has ever been successful in the NFL, at least the last 10 to 15 years. The only quarterback who completed less than 60% of his throws in college and succeeded in the NFL was Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan Matt completed Ryan. Like 59% of his throws. So he was right there. God. Josh yeah. Allen, in, in two years at Wyoming, completed like 55 percent that's just, he's i don't think he's going to succeed in the nfl i think he's a bust i think buffalo started playing him way too early i'm taking the jets well now that you've absolutely shit on josh allen let me defend my boy josh even though i said they're gonna lose <laughs> mm-hmm. go for it <laughs> so i think josh allen is very reminiscent of a quarterback that's already in the nfl if you want to take your guess i'll give you i'll give you one <laughs> Um, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Cam Newton. <laughs> are you Are you serious? Oh yeah, I think they're very similar. <laughs> Cam Newton won a national title at Auburn. Yeah, but I'm saying NFL wise, Cam Newton hasn't won shit in the NFL. He's won an NFC championship and an MVP award. Is didn't he well, win an MVP award? Yeah, he did. It was a flash in the pan, though, considering if you compare it to other seasons. He's always been electric, and he has big play potential, both with his arm and his legs. And I feel Josh Allen. Is not the exact like level of Cam Newton. I'll call him like a B level because he can run very efficiently, create space. He's smart. He just can't really throw accurately, which is also one of Cam's biggest issues. Because they both are like the same quarterback that throw off the, their back foot way too much when they, mm-hmm. they don't pivot forward enough to give the momentum to be accurate. But they both can sling it all the way across the field, as John Gruden would say. <laughs> I fucking love this guy. I love man. that guy, man. <laughs> I love this guy. 97, yeah. 94, 91, 88, 85. <laughs> Are you going to count all the way down? <laughs> no, no. I'm not going to do was... it while my kid plays karate. <laughs> I would, I, for those uh, who are confused, did the most recent episode of Hard Knocks, episode four, John Gruden stared down one of his defensive backs, pointed at him, and counted all the way down from 100 by threes. So he went 100, 97, 94, 91. And I remember watching that thinking, wow, that's the biggest dick move I've ever seen. Staring someone down, pointing at them, and just flexing. <laughs> I don't even know if that's really a flex, honestly. I think most people can do it if you give them the time. I, I think if you gave most people five minutes, they could probably do it. I mean, and they that, could probably piece that together. You watched that whole episode, right? Yes. You you do you remember that he also randomly started doing it when his kid was doing MMA fighting, right? <laughs> Yeah, he, he was standing outside the ring, and he just started yelling, counting down from 100. And at that point, I was like, all right, John Gruden is insane. <laughs> like, there's no, no other reason to be counting down. His wife was like, oh, my God, that is so hot, John. Yeah, that was a little uncomfortable. That, that scene was a little uncomfortable. I didn't even know John Gruden had a kid or a wife. Gotta I be honest. Either. Gotta uh, be honest, dude, yeah. If, if John Gruden was my dad, I would honestly be kind of hyped. <laughs> I would, too. And I would probably have a couple screws loose as well. <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, I'm doing MMA as an escape from my father. 
<laughs> no big deal. <laughs> I need to take out all this pent up aggression on something. <laughs> I count down from fives, not threes, because I'm not a bitch, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Eat shit, Dad. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of shit, okay. uh, we got the Eagles at home against the Redskins. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of shit. Yeah, this um, is the biggest line difference we've seen so far. Vegas has Philly as an eight and a half favorite. Uh, that's the biggest line by a mile as of right yep. now. The Bills Jets game because we didn't really say it. The Jets are a three point favorite according to Vegas. Yeah, I think that that's fair for that one. Um, this is like this is going to be a demolishing game for the Eagles. Like if they struggle at all against this Redskins team, I am very scared for them. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's a divisional game. That's my only hesitation. So uh, picking a blowout, you know, in, in a divisional game is always um, questionable. Just because these teams know each other well, they will play a second yeah. time. There's more animosity. But let's not joke around. The Eagles are a significantly better team here. Um, in every facet. I don't think there's one facet. position I would – maybe it would have been Trent Williams, but Trent Williams is not He's suiting not up playing. in game one. Yeah. I don't think there's any – organizational position either i think the eagles have a better coach they have a better coaching staff but they have a gruden brother owner they the redskins have a gruden brother like (laughs) come on he's gonna probably work for john in like next season next season yeah yeah so we're both taking the eagles to win this one actually i'm gonna take Dwayne. no (laughs) no yeah don't kid yourself no, it's Dwayne Case Keenum. isn't even starting. It's Case Keenum, yeah. I yeah. All right, I just need to, like, I'm going to connect my fantasy team in here. I haven't posted what my fantasy team is, but I picked Darius Geis. And, like, oh, he's on my bench. But if he doesn't really blow up with Melvin Gordon sitting out, I'm I'm kind of screwed. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, you also selected Melvin Gordon? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I did. Oh. I picked him in, like, the fourth round, though. So it was, like, okay. Okay, you know, you got you got value there later. I also picked up Austin Eckler, though, as a safety. So either way, it, it turns out I could have either two starting running backs and Melvin Gordon gets traded and I have Eckler or I just have Eckler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it seems like it seems more likely now that Melvin Gordon will be traded uh, since Los Angeles has given him and his reps permission to seek a trade with another team. So. For your sake, I hope that he gets traded and then you have two starting running backs. I just hope it's not to, like, Washington. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Houston, but now Agreed. they picked up Carlos Hyde, who I've always said they is did. the A-plus version of Melvin Gordon. So... <laughs> <laughs> I've always said this, that Carlos Hyde. <laughs> I always said staple his name into Canton because he'll be there in no time. It's just going to yeah. take a really <laughs> fucking long time. A for really it fucking long time. <laughs> time. He'd have to play 25 years. He'll match with Damian Tomlinson's touchdown record in three to five seasons. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I think there's one more 1 o'clock game that we missed. It's, um, um, Kansas no, City versus Jacksonville. And we also have the Rams and Panthers. And the Rams and Panthers. Yep. We'll yep. The Which do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about the Chiefs and Jags. This game could be very interesting depending on how Jacksonville plays. And if they play the way that you've been saying that they might, this game could be really awesome to watch. Unfortunately, yeah, but- Jacksonville's home field advantage is the equivalent of playing in a neutral stadium because no one in Jacksonville wants to watch football. Unfortunately, you are right. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, it, my it, boys are, tr- are in trouble. Yeah. Uh, so, so in the last podcast, uh, granted, this was before the Andrew Luck injury. I picked Jacksonville to be the first team out in the AFC, as then I thought that they'd probably finish as the seventh best team um, in the conference. Yeah. That, I, yeah. Uh, 
that's probably a little bit different now that Andrew Luck is gone and it's unclear if the Colts are going to make the playoffs. Um, however, I think that this will be a competitive game. At the end of the day, however, the Chiefs are my favorite to win the AFC and, and win a Super Bowl this year. Um, so I'm going to take Kansas City. Um, don't sleep on Jacksonville, though. Their defense will be competitive, and Nick Foles uh, in that offense will be competent. That's a team that could quietly win 10 games. I think Jacksonville, the Titans, and Indianapolis can all vie for that last wild card spot. It really just depends on how it, the the divisional play, the interdivisional play, will really determine who gets that wild card. Yeah, it's going to be significant because yeah. Andrew yep. Luck absolutely smacked around the Titans. They never won against him, so that's like gives mm-hmm. the Titans actually some breathing chance. That gives them hope. <laughs> They're like, oh no, Andrew Luck has retired. Oh crap, <laughs> that sucks. Oh man, Andrew, way to oh, express your player empowerment. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to take Jacksonville in this game, I think. Wow, upset. I think that, I don't know, I, I could see a, a situation where Mahomes like is a little content and he doesn't think that teams will learn how to like read off of him more. It's like every quarterback that stuns in his first year, you always have to keep in mind that there was no prior film except the games beforehand. Yep. So now we know what Patrick Mahomes can do. So now their defensive coordinators are going to come up with schemes that'll probably try to contain him in the pocket and also try to make it force throws to the outside instead of letting him just throw absolute daggers in the middle of the field yeah. to Travis Kelsey. The only hard or part. Kill. I was going to say the hard part for defensive teams is that they're going to have to decide who are we going to double team this game, Kelsey or Hill. And honestly, I would I don't even know who I would pick. But I think because the Jaguars have Jalen Ramsey, that they can easily they can put have the confidence to put him on Hill and try to double team Kelsey in this game. That's what I've been hearing that uh, they're going to let Jalen Ramsey take Tyree Kill and then they'll they'll double Kelsey. Um, Who's the brick truck going to recover? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I think that that will will be a, a successful. Um, scheme to at least slow Kansas City and I think you're right I think we'll probably see a, a little bit of a pullback from Mahomes this season but um he can ball let's let's not be fooled here I'm not um, saying he's bad I'm just saying I wouldn't expect him to throw 50 touchdowns again I know that is so controversial no he won't throw for 5,000 <laughs> yards and 50 touchdowns but he may throw for 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns which is still a very quarterback yeah. play I'm not yeah. saying Mahomes is gonna drop off I'm just saying that the Chiefs success was solely tied I think to Mahomes' ability to play because yeah uh, believe it or not, it wasn't Kareem and Andy Hunt Reed, and Andy Reid. I have to, I have to throw that in there. They also, they do have Lashawn McCoy now, who I already expressed has used his player of empowerment to get a roster cut. <laughs> but, uh, Boy, did he use his player empowerment well! God, that was inspiring. <laughs> Forced his way out of Buffalo to a real contender to play to, from playing with Josh Allen to playing against Josh Allen week one. Different Josh Allen. That Allens, can only though. be seen as a win. <laughs> <laughs> Some would say that's motivation. Uh, yeah, but Jacksonville does have an elite pass rush now. Because yes, that, they do. Have you watched any highlights of Josh Allen? He looks disgusting. Josh Allen, the not the quarterback in Buffalo, but the rookie. Well, I mean, that the Jaguars selected. <laughs> Depending on what you think of Josh Allen, apparently. <laughs> to be perfectly clear here, <laughs> yes. I knew you thought that way about Josh. <laughs> The edge rusher Josh Allen. He can do is both. A phenomenal talent. <laughs> Josh Allen's alter ego, Josh Allen, is absolutely <laughs> disgusting on the field. The Bills' quarterback's alter ego is the best pass rusher in the league down in Jacksonville. <laughs> Can't believe he redshirted to play at Kentucky. 
<laughs> oh right. man. Let's jump to the Raver, Ra- Rams at the Panthers. Um, this game, uh, I don't know how it could go because it really does depend on how Cam does. And Cam has been having weird shoulder issues again. And he got hurt against the Pats in the second preseason or third preseason game, I think. He, like, hurt his ankle. But they said he should be ready for week one. Just to be clear, if Cam Newton does not play, I am not even remotely entertaining the Panthers winning. No. (laughs) No. I just want to be clear on that. (laughs) Just to be 100% with you guys. Keep it 100. (laughs) Keep it 100. (laughs) You know how it'd be. (laughs) Will Greer is not going to go beat Sean McVay in the Rams if he has to play. If he does, though, God, is that their cool. backup? Is is that yeah, it's Will. backup is right? Uh-huh. Yeah, Will Greer, quarterback from West Virginia. And to be clear, if the Rams have black backup Blake of the Year, Blake Bortles, oh God, oh God, then they're gonna yeah, win I... the freaking Super Bowl this year, guaranteed. Take it all the way. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the spread in this game? Oh, uh, the Rams are three point favorites. Okay, and it's it's in Carolina. Uh huh. I could see yep. if Cam plays, this game will be a defensive slugout. I also don't – I expect everyone to be very surprised in how limited they use Todd Gurley. I think he will probably carry the ball 12 to 15 times. Yep. Uh, I, I think they're going to use Todd Gurley similarly to how New Orleans uses Alvin Kamara. Um, well, that'd be great for I me. Think, <laughs> I, think, I think Los Angeles wins this game. Uh, I think they win it by a touchdown, maybe 10 points, 7 to 10 points. Um, Cam Newton – I, you know, he could very much so go the path of Andrew Luck, particularly if he has another season where he, he, he doesn't play a full 16 games. Uh, it seems like the shoulder issue is kind of still lingering. That's not really clear. Um, did you see that quote that Ron Rivera said a few days ago? I did not. What did he say? He said that they're going to put Cam Newton on a regimented practice schedule that he'll only throw <laughs> like twice a week because they want to keep his shoulder intact. And like, I'm just thinking to myself, like, he's a quarterback, so he he's should be. He's a quarterback. He needs yeah. to use his arm. They're like, we're going to rest it up. Yeah, that's that's a troubling sign. Um, and, and I think Los Angeles, um, you know, super teams that lose in the Super Bowl typically pull back the next season. I don't know that they're going to pull back that much. Um, sure. I still think that they're going to win their division. I don't see I think how Los, they would lose it. Yeah, I, I think Los Angeles is an 11-5 and five team, and I think they, they beat Carolina week one. I 100% agree. All right, yep. so I don't know who really assembled the scheduling for these games, but Jesus Christ, the 4 o'clock games are awful. <laughs> There's some bad ones. There's some fair, really bad the, ones. The one good one they would have had just got worse by Andrew Luck retiring because it is the Colts yep. at the Chargers, and the Chargers are now a 6.5-point favorite. I guarantee you that line was like 2 before Andrew it Luck was, retired. Yeah. Yep, and that game is in Los Angeles, correct? Yep, so no home field advantage. <laughs> no home field advantage because they play in an MLS stadium. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, I, I, I think the Chargers probably win this one. The Chargers are, have a top-ten roster. They have a great defense. Phillip Rivers is, you know, as solid as he's ever been. And they, they won't suffer too much from not having Melvin Gordon out there. Obviously, that's a, a loss and uh, a, a really explosive player, but they have a good – uh, backup at running back Austin Eckler, Justin and Jackson too, Justin Jackson as well, and I, I I think their defense can carry the day. 
So also, I'm Phillip rolling with is, the Chargers. Phillip's used to slinging it around anyway. And unless Phillip has some serious regression, which I don't think he will because he has Hunter Henry back and he has Mike mm-hmm. Williams in his third year. Who Mike Williams mm-hmm. is a low-key monster for those who don't. Yep. It's basically those who didn't have him for fantasy wouldn't know how much of a monster he was. Mike Williams is a monster uh, from Clemson, I believe, correct? Uh-huh. A couple he, years ago he, he came out. Sean Watson's best buddy. <laughs> yep. And, and they, they still have Keenan Allen, who is, who's he's been an elite receiver for years now. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, this team basically – actually, I know I just said this, but I think I'm going to go with the Colts in this game. I could see that they just have that mirror. This is what I'm picking as my what-the-fuck win of the week. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like, Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett can play. To be fair to him, I think he's going to surprise some people. I just think that, like – you know how last year in week one the Jets beat the Lions by, like, 40? And we're like, what the hell is up with the Jets? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and everyone's like, I'm putting all my chips in. They're going all the way. Watch out! <laughs> I think <laughs> I could see the Colts winning this game and then losing their next three. I could too. I could too. All right, that'll be that. that that's probably the only seriously competitive four o'clock game. Yep, because now we're moving yep. on to the highest spread of the week: uh, the Bengals at the Seahawks. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! That's gonna get bloody. Oh man, that's gonna be that's gonna oh, get bloody. It's gonna be so competitive. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Seattle just recently traded for Jadavian Clowney, the defensive end from Houston, who is an absolute monster. Um, we both predicted this the Seahawks to be about an eight and eight team last last week. Um, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback in the NFL. Um, adding to Davian Clowney, I think, makes them a ten win team and and a competitive team for a wild card spot. Um, and maybe only losing that division to the Rams by a game or two. Um, so I think Seattle wins this game. I think they obliterate Andy Dalton and the Bengals. And I think the Bengals are on track to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this season. I'd say they, them and the Dolphins will be battling very hard. <laughs> They're both tanking for Tua. Which, what? why the hell are we tanking for Tua? <laughs> why are we tanking for Tua? Oh, God. I hope Kyler Murray's performance really dictates how Tua gets drafted <laughs> just saying <laughs> do you think Kyler's gonna do poorly this season uh I could see it going either way which I know just is like the biggest cop-out answer I could ever give but that is a cop-out answer I, I think that I think they're gonna lose a lot of games but Kyler's going to be good for I, a rookie I think the system really will if he doesn't work in that system he'll never work because it's orchestrated perfectly for his skill set <laughs> yeah it is so anyway, I'm just going to say that the, Seah- the Seahawks are going to win, and I don't expect this game to be close at all. I expect Seattle to win by at least 15. <laughs> I agree. Next matchup. <laughs> but they are the nine-and-a-half point favorite. I would still take them with, with that. Oh, I would. I would, I would still take Seattle as nine-and-a-half point favorite. I, I want to I see Andy Dalton just absolutely eviscerate the Seattle defense. <laughs> he goes into Seattle and shreds them for 400 yards. <laughs> and everyone's just like, what <laughs> he's throwing at <laughs> Tyler Boyd like the whole game. Maybe that will be the the big week one upset. You never know. If you that, never know. If that is, I will actually be depressed. <laughs> I'll jump off a roof. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. I don't care about Cincinnati that much. <laughs> I don't care about Cincinnati that much. Yeah. Uh, this one. This is like. If, I feel like every week one, the Giants play the Cowboys. Every I think week they one. do. I think they do. This one is in Dallas, correct? Yep. In Jerry's Giants world. Giants to Cowboys. 425 kickoff this will probably be the nationally televised game 
in most regions, I would guess, at least for us on the East Coast. Yeah, it definitely will. Um, <laughs> You're telling me it's not going to be the Bengals in Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you it's not going to be the Bengals in Seattle. God damn it. <laughs> um, th- this is actually an interesting game because the Giants and Cowboys always play each other tough. Um, the Cowboys have huge expectations going into this season. They have a Super Bowl roster right now. Even without Zeke, I think that they're still um, contenders. Tony Pollard. Um, and that's, that's Tony Pollard. Memphis <laughs> star. Um, I, Zeke is, is a big variable in this one because as of right now, uh, today is Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, by the way, oh. to all the listeners out there. Yes, we are recording um, this on Labor Day. So American. <laughs> Zeke, Zeke does not have a contract yet. Um, I fully expect him to be ready for this game. I think Zeke is going to play too. However, he doesn't have a contract right now. And, and the Giants are not as terrible as everybody makes them out to be. They're not a good team, but uh, they still have probably the best running back of the last 10 years on their roster. Their defense is not horrific. Ahmad Bradshaw? <laughs> Ahmad Bradshaw, that's exactly who I'm talking No, Brandon Jacobs, oh. running back of the 2000s. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, at the end of the day, however, I, I expect Dallas to win by – Probably a touchdown. I think Eli will make this game competitive. If it was Daniel Jones, I wouldn't expect them to even come remotely close to winning. That's not like saying I think I mean, Daniel I, Jones I, sucks. I'm just saying it's I, a rookie week Daniel one. Jones, I think Daniel Jones is better than Eli, but fair point. It's just a rookie week one. And the the Cowboys, I believe, have a top like three defense in the league. So Yeah, the Cowboys are really good. They would They're really good. They would just eat the shit out of Daniel Jones because that defensive line is scary and the Giants one of their biggest issues is O-line that it is that it is it, do you, little off topic all right do you think that's why the Giants are, are at least publicly saying that they're 100% sticking with Eli this year yeah because <laughs> of that O-line I think that's why it, I think that's why um the Dolphins didn't announce Rosen as the starter because why would you put him back behind another terrible offensive line fair enough because you know how everyone's like freaking out about how Fitzpatrick's the starter like you gotta give Rosen a chance yes um yeah I I think that's a fair point especially considering the context of this preseason where the the biggest story was Andrew Luck who didn't have an O-line for pretty much his entire career and who was abused um I see a lot of similarities between how the Dolphins are with how Rosen's career has been with how uh, Jared Goff's has been because they Jared Goff in year one was behind Jeff Fisher and a terrible offensive scheme. And he looked atrocious. He looked atrocious. Goff looked terrible his first year. I could see Rosen if he got if you put him with the right skills around him like he could be great. He could thrive, yeah. I could see him thriving in that Rams offense easily, but I'm not saying they're, like, exactly identical, but I think yeah. Rosen definitely has talent. He was a first-round pick. Yep. <laughs> All right. So that this, he was. This game is gross. It's the Lions at the Cardinals. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Who do you have in this one, Corey? I think I'm going to pick uh, the Cardinals to win. You're going to take the Cardinals, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I it's, really, in, it's in Arizona, by the way. Yeah, home field advantage in the desert. <laughs> in the desert. <laughs> They're playing around the dunes. You know how it'd be. <laughs> you know how it'd be. <laughs> um, Hardest place to play in the NFL. Matt Patricia, the guy who wears a pencil, <laughs> even though there is no need for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think the the Lions are so mediocre in so many ways. I just think the Cardinals have like they have like just they are so they're so brand new. There's no way you could really prepare for it, especially off of preseason film. Because what? Why would you show all of your sets in preseason? I yeah. think the only teams that really know what the Cardinals are going to run are the ones they should, did joint practices with. Yes, and even them, I would say the Cardinals didn't break out their full arsenal. Uh, their head coach, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, was pretty clear that they were not opening up the playbook in the preseason. Um, because that's so the that, only that's the only advantage they really have, because roster-wise, they're the much worse. They really have, yeah. Um, they, they still do have David Johnson, who is an elite running back. Um, however, I, I'm going to take Detroit to go on the road and win this game. Um, we just don't know what Arizona is going to look like. I don't think Arizona is going to be particularly good, even though their either. offense might be flashy. And I think Detroit is, is a solid team. Matt Patricia is, is a good coach. You know, the, the pencil does him a lot of wonders. Uh, oh, he, yeah, he's he's awful. <laughs> they, yeah, well, I, I, I think he's a decent head coach. And, and they, they have a good offense. Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. Kyrion Johnson, their running back, is going to play a bigger role he's this year. He's a stud. He is a stud. Um, I, I think just Detroit's more solid all around. So I'm going to take them. I don't blame you. I just think I, I, I'm really down on the, the Lions. This is also the team that got absolutely eviscerated by the Jets last year, week one. So It's also the team that sh- shredded Tom Brady. So Okay, why did you have to bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> You're not even in- a Jets fan. <laughs> What's the spread in this game? Uh, D- Detroit by two and a half. Detroit by two and a half. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think that's about right. I, I think this is a close game, and I think Detroit wins. This game is dead even that we're going to talk about next. It's the 49ers at the Bucks, and the only reason it's dead even is because both teams are gross. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, depending on how you feel about the 49ers will depend on how you feel about this team. I mean, yeah. uh, Jimmy, and, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, depending on what you think about Jimmy G. Uh, what's the spread in this one? This game is in Tampa, by it's, the way. It's even. Even. Yep. Um, I'm going to take San Francisco. Uh, I Damn it. do not believe in Jameis Winston in any way. Neither do I. I, I was think... hoping you would. I thought you'd buy in. No, no, I don't. I don't buy into Jameis. Some Winston. people are picking this team to win the division. That's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> That's a hold on. I'm having a brain aneurysm. Um, <laughs> I can't it, even it, compute. I, I don't even know how to uh, think about how to process that um i I mean bruce arians the new head coach in tampa bay is a great head coach he's a good offensive mind i just don't think the roster is there to compete i think the 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 49ers roster is a little bit better what was that i think this is the worst quarterback he has ever had to work with Jameis. yeah i agree with that um i think the 49ers roster is better than a lot of people give them credit for um I, I think Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G are, are going to click. It might take Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit of time coming back from the ACL injury, but I think the 49ers are just the better team, so I'm, I'm rolling with them in this one. I agree with you. I also think the 49ers' defense is kind of underrated. I mean, they did just also add yep. the Bosa brother, Nick. They've been, they've been drafting heavily on, yeah. on defense the last couple of years. Their, def- yeah. their GM is John Lynch. <laughs> so, like, you yep. think he's not going to fall in love with defensive players? They're going to be defensive-minded, yep. Yeah, and also the Bucks are just actually atrocious. <laughs> yeah, they are. Sorry, Bruce Arians. So, sorry, sorry, Bruce Arians. But <laughs> so this the Sunday night game. This this might be the best matchup in all of Week One. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers going into New England, 
in prime time to face the uh, Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are a Patriots fan. Yeah, so I, why are you at the point? <laughs> How are point? you feeling about this one? Um, I think the Patriots, uh, I would say we've always shown up week one, but we did lose yeah. to the Chiefs after we won the Super Bowl last or two years ago. Uh, Pittsburgh is going to be interesting because this is going to be them having to adjust to life without Antonio Brown, which I think they will recover from extremely easily. I uh, agree. But not be, No knock against Antonio Brown talent-wise, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are the – team i would say i would rival them with the packers with them finding good wide receivers in the mid to late rounds of the nfl draft and it looks no different this year they're gonna have juju they're gonna have james washington they also picked up dante um, moncrief i think in the offseason and they also have they did they also have james washington and dre archer i think i already said one of their names so i just covered both <laughs> uh mm-hmm. But James Conner filled in for Le'Veon Bell exceptionally exceptionally well last year. Big Ben led the league in passing yards last season, which no one really talks about with 5,200. <laughs> and their defense is disgusting, and they drafted Devin Bush. And he looks yeah. to be a great replacement for Ryan Shazier. He looks he can fill that role. They also just – they're so deep. But also the Patriots – this is probably – the most excited I've been about a Patriots team in a while. They are, they seem so young on both sides. I'd say the biggest issue for the Patriots is going to probably be keeping James Conner down. Cause our weakest part of our team, I think is our defensive line. Mm. Our linebackers are extremely solid with the return of Jamie Collins, along with Kyle Van Noy and Dante Hightower. I would say that I think this is going to be like a three to seven point game, like a one score game. And I would say I'm going to, I think I'm going to go for the Patriots. I could see Pittsburgh easily winning this game, but I'm going to go for the Patriots. Yep. Yeah. This, this is a huge week one matchup. The Patriots are going to be celebrating their sixth Super Bowl in the <laughs> Brady Belichick era at the beginning. It's a gift. No, you know, you know, Brady's going to be fired up for this one. Um, However, you're also right that the Steelers, I think, are going to recover from their post-AB and Le'Veon era very well. I think that they really like not having all the media scrutiny and all the noise around them. I also think um, that their defense is going to be scary this year. They've been drafting heavy on defense the last few seasons. Uh, A couple years ago, they took a safety from my school, Virginia Tech, in the first round. uh, Terrell Edmonds, who's turned out to be a good pro. You're right that they took Devin Bush this year. They traded up in the first round to get him, and he is a monster. He's he a great football so player. He could easily yep. be like a rookie of the year contender if he just explodes defensively. He could be. He could be, yeah. Um, however, I'm taking the Patriots. Nice. Gillette Stadium is going to be <laughs> wild. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, despite that Mike Tomlin is, is a very good head coach, the Steelers have a great roster. I think the Patriots are just a little bit better. Um, so I'm rolling with New England. I I am very happy you said that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this <laughs> game is joy, extremely. It? To have to hear me say I'm taking the Patriots. Yeah, I'm so glad this yeah. is on record. <laughs> I, I'm I'm being held hostage. I did not say that freely. <laughs> <laughs> Over the phone, I have hired a hitman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being held at gunpoint. There's Don't a, listen to me. There's <laughs> a laser on my chest. <laughs> Oh man, this game is actually surprising that uh, the Texans are playing the Saints, but the Saints are a seven-point favorite. Yeah, so we we have two Monday night games. Uh, the early one kicks off at seven. A, a weird kickoff time for Monday nights is Houston at New Orleans. 
Um, and you said the spread was seven points yeah, for the for Saints? Yeah, for New Orleans, yeah. I would say it's they're doing that because it's the Superdome. But Yeah, it is in the Superdome. But um, I honestly consider these teams very even, so I'm very I do surprised. Too. I do, too. Especially after the uh, Texans added Kenny um, Stills. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That changes the dynamic of this roster. Oh, that slot receiver play from Kenny Stills is going to be lethal. The Saints won't know what hit them. No. This will be, you know. He will compliment, however, um, DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller well. So, um, <laughs> Kenny Stills will be the worst thing to hit New Orleans since Hurricane Katrina. Oh, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, stop it. I'm too much. I'm too um, much, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you taking in this one? I'm going to take the Texans. Really? Okay. Um, okay. By, I think, ha- by how many points? Uh, three. I don't think I don't think you can easily walk into the Superdome and just blow those Saints out by multiple no. scores. So, believe it or not, I don't think the Texans are winning by forty, even though Kenny Stills is on their roster. That's funny because I actually was going to take them by forty because you know they, <laughs> they, they do have, have Kenny, Kenny Stills. Stills. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I agree with you. I, I think these two teams are very evenly matched. Um, I'm going to roll with New Orleans though. Week right. one in the Superdome. Um, it's that's going to be electric. That is not an easy task to go in there. But I, I do think Houston's going to have a very good season after this game, and I, I expect it to be close. I think that New Orleans is still butthurt from losing, so I would expect them yeah. to, like, I don't, I don't know. I do think Mark Ingram leaving is a big deal in a way. I mean, he was a mainstay of that team for so many years. I don't care if he's, like, not as talented. I, well, he is more talented than Latavius Murray, but... <laughs> I know he wasn't a huge integral part of the team, but that's still pretty big. Kamara, like, I feel like he's going to have to play a little more of the snaps that Ingram left. I wouldn't say they're all going to Latavius. No. Um, it, I, you know, I, I think Latavius is more comparable to than, to Mark Ingram than I, than I think you do. Um, but I do think Ingram was slightly better. And I think, particularly in football, there is an advantage to having – veteran guys who stick around your roster for a while so it does hurt that they lost mark ingram but you know if they, they give the the ball to camara three to five times more a game it only helps them. um it probably only helps them as long as camara stays healthy um i'm just expecting duke johnson to ravage this team to be explosive <laughs> duke johnson's gonna tear up new orleans for 200 yards on the ground if he actually Four does touchdowns. this, this would be wild. Mark it down now. Yeah, that would be wild. <laughs> if you have money yeah. that you're just waiting to spend, put it on Kenny Stills. Put it Stills. on that. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, Kenny <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, last game of week one. Kyle's a Broncos fan. p.m. kickoff on Monday night. I hate this because I live on the East Coast, and not being able to watch your favorite team play until 10.30 on a Monday night kind of sucks. What are you talking about? That's Especially because I have baby. a 9 a.m. on Tuesday, but <laughs> – um, oh, man, Broncos so and I. Raiders. Broncos and Raiders in Oakland. Uh, what's the spread for this one? It's even, so that's a big even. fu. <laughs> that's the middle finger to Joe Flacco. <laughs> Elite question mark. <laughs> Joe Flacco. <laughs> who who do you have in this one? Gruden and company or Denver? Which one would insult you more? <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> um. If Nathan Peterman starts, I think that Oakland has a very <laughs> good chance. <laughs> that Oakland wins 14 games this year. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs will struggle, and therefore the entire offense will struggle. So I am going to take Denver. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, Denver's defense this year is going to be filthy. Um, Vic Bradley Fangio Chubb. is my favorite new coach. I just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah, Vic, Vic Fangio. Well, the rest of the league, we said this on the last podcast, was hiring young offensive-minded coaches. John Elway in Denver went out and got the best defensive uh, coordinator on the market to be, our, to be the head coach. shit. <laughs> old school guy. We are playing old school football this year in Denver. Um, but Bradley Chubb, the defensive end who the Broncos selected two years ago, I think. Um, well, it was last year. Maybe it was last. Yeah, last year was his rookie season. Um, so this is his second year. He has looked filthy this preseason. He has looked the twos. It's wild. <laughs> his technique is substantially better. Um, Von Miller um, mentoring him and teaching him how to play the edge position, I think, has done him wonders. Because Bradley Chubb had all the talent in the world. And you get to learn firsthand and line up alongside Arguably the, the best pass rusher in, in the history of football. Um, that Shane means Ray. something. Uh, Shane Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Stills. Um, no, but the, the Broncos' pass rush is, is going to be terrifying. Um, the Broncos' secondary is still very good. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Harris is back. Um, and, and the linebackers are equally solid. I, I think Denver can hold Oakland under 14 points, in all honesty. I'm not saying that they will. I think that they could, however. That's and I think Joe Flat. I think Joe Flacco, it, 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 only if Derek Carr's playing. If, if Peterman's in there, man, I love that damn. guy. P- Peterman <laughs> would Peterman would hang forty on us. Nate, but, uh, Nate, Nate, Nate. <laughs> I love this Peterman guy. I tell you what, love this Peterman guy. <laughs> Glenn on eighty-eight, eighty-five, eighty-four. <laughs> oh damn! Sorry, I was eighty-one, seventy-eight, seventy-five, seventy-two, sixty-nine. <laughs> Keelan um, <laughs> um. I, I also think that Denver's offense it is going to be a little bit better than people think. Not that Joe Flacco's elite, because we all know that he is. That's um, not in my questions at all. <laughs> um, I, I, I think Joe Flacco can score 24 points, which would be more than enough for Denver to win this ball game. So um, I'm rolling with the Broncos. Yeah. Um, th- unless Nathan Peterman's playing – and unless uh, Hunter Renfro scores for like twice or three times, I'm, I'm <laughs> no, totally no, no, no. They, they they need Mike Glenn on in there thrown to Renfro. <laughs> so I think they kept all three, if I'm not mistaken. Did they, did they keep all three quarterbacks? I'm pretty sure. I would have probably got a hard knocks update. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe Mike Glennon is actually still on an NFL roster. All right, let's talk about hard knocks for like two quick minutes, and then sure. and then we'll let you go, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank Christ this is over. <laughs> Christ, this fucking shit show's over. God. <laughs> all right, so I've watched all four. I'm anxiously now waiting for the fifth because all John Gruden did was basically just give a hand job to Keelan Dawes for the entire four episodes, and I get a notification he was cut. And my que- cut him. And my question's, who the hell did you keep on that roster instead? Because yeah. their wide receiver depth chart outside of Antonio Brown was not that great. <laughs> it was not. It was not. I mean, Renfro stuck around. I, th- I think Renfro's going to be a good pro. Um, I'm really confused. I'm really confused why they cut Keelan Doss. I, just I think Jacksonville it. Jacksonville scooped him up. Uh, mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're correct. I, I think he's, he's going to be a good player uh, for the Jaguars this year, too. I think that was a solid signing. Hard Knocks has been interesting this year. I love Hard Knocks. Right. I love it, too. Because at, at one point, John Gruden, he's crazy, right? But there's almost a method to his madness. Knock um, if you're with me on that. 
<laughs> Knock on wood if you're with me. And, and um, everyone looks like so <laughs> miserable. They're all looking away except for um, Derek Carr. He's like, oh, man, this is dope. Knock on wood if you're with me. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I don't know. Um, Oakland, I, I think, will surprise some people. I, I do think that they have a, a decent roster this year. Um, I think this has probably been uh, their best training camp of John Gruden. Out of the one. Um, out of the one that they've had. That's what he um, said one time on the show. He's like, this is the best training camp we've ever had here. And I'm like, you're comparing it to last year. And- to last year. But also, uh, if look at his last few seasons in Tampa Bay, too. They were not good. They were not good. <laughs> um, but you saw him in the booth yeah. with Tarico, and he was disgusting. Great training camp. Tarico was disgusting in training camp. That guy was a beast. But <laughs> <laughs> Underrated gem. Undrafted no, free I, agent. No, I, I, I do think, though, o- Oakland is, is going to be better than people think. I, they're not a playoff team. I don't think that they break 500. But some people are acting like the sky is falling. This is going to be a three-win team. It's not. They're a little bit better than that. Let's let's give at least Derek Carr a little bit more respect than that. All I say is Derek Carr is definitely going to be gone this season, and it has nothing to do with him. I just think Gruden doesn't want him around, and you really get that vibe from watching the show. Hmm. Did you not pick up on that, or is it just me? I did not pick up on that. I, I thought that they actually had a pretty productive relationship. It just um, seems like Derek Carr always goes over to Gruden to like start a conversation, and Gruden's like, yep, yep. Hey, Glennon. <laughs> Glennon. Get in there. more neck out there. <laughs> Dude, they picked up. Um, Glennon and Peterman are betas by nature. You could just tell. like Both of them do not inspire much confidence on the football field. No, no. Yeah, on no. the football field. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what Glennon's like outside of the football field because, believe it or not, no one's really following him around. No, definitely not. Yeah, Hard Knocks have been entertaining, though. I, I think the fifth episode comes out tomorrow night. Yep. If I'm, yeah, tomorrow night. So um, we'll see. It, it Hard Knocks is tough, too, because since the coaching staff and, and the organization kind of get final say over what makes it and what doesn't, there is a lot that we're not seeing. Maybe we're seeing, like, Hunter Renfro more <laughs> dude josh jacobs has been so elusive in that show i have not seen josh jacobs once haven't seen him once haven't seen him once but you know i i like that that to me um indicates that he's putting his head down and he's just staying out of the noise and he's working hard and then there's jonathan abrams who i want to punch in the face oh god oh god salmon oh god you're not that salmon. stupid no one no. is that stupid <laughs> that was an attention grab you, you think? <laughs> but John Gruden's countdown think. by threes was not. It was pure, pure uh, spur of the moment. 94, 91, 88. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm going to walk up to people in public, stare them down, point at them, and just start counting down from 100 by threes. Only good things can happen, honestly. Only good things can happen if you do that. All right. All right, Kyle. Well, this has been awesome. Uh, we're gonna this see, has been fun. We're going to see you next week. We're, we're, we're just going to look at our picks and be like, why the hell did we not pick the Raiders? Why did we pick? Yeah. <laughs> why did we not pick Oakland to win the AFC West and go to the Super Bowl? How did Kenny Stills only catch three catches for negative four yards? <laughs> <laughs> How did Kenny Stills only catch three touchdowns? That's what we're going to be saying. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, All right. This has been fun, Corey. Yeah, it's been great. All right. See you, Kyle. Thank you. All right, so now we got on the line Joe Toll. He's not talking Game of Thrones anymore. He's just here with us to talk about gambling because he's an aficionado, apparently. 
but he also just <laughs> he yeah. also just Offici- I don't know I don't know if aficionado is the right word but oh shoot uh but uh yeah so I got I got two picks this week uh my guaranteed pick is Bears minus three Bears Packers Packers just aren't what they used to be anymore they're just really they're struggling Aaron Rodgers kind of been weird he's like that's the way I can describe Aaron Rodgers these last couple of years. It's weird. Like I like he's like I don't know what it is about him. Like he's kind of like he's got this pretentious vibe going. I'm not about stash. it. Like maybe it's because he, like it's the porn stash. I think it's, it's that gotta like, be it. That and that when he like he couldn't chug that beer like that one time like on screen like that kind of just ruins Aaron Rodgers for everyone right there. So Bears minus three just off those reasons wow. and like stats and stuff. That's your. But anyway, <laughs> I would... that's my luck. That's my walk. But the question but is, right there. can Mitch Trubisky drink a beer like that? Because he also looks like the type oh, that's geez. never touched alcohol in his life. <laughs> dude, Mitch, dude, he can definitely do it. Dude, with a name like Mitch, like you know, you've been plugging butt <laughs> heavies for like your entire life. So yeah, no, Mitch can do it. All right, so then my trap game is Patriot Steelers. Um, oh. Hammer that over. That's what I'm saying. Hammer the over. Tommy and the boys got his receiving quarterback. <laughs> I'm not. I. I think you saw to get they got Demarius Thomas back today, right? I yeah, think they I just resigned him. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, hammer that over. Brady and the boys, they're kind of come out. They're going to come firing. Josh Gordon, he's back. There's going to be like everyone was doubting like our receiving core like four weeks ago, and then all of a sudden like we just come out and like Nikhil Harry. I know he's injured, but Nikhil Harry, Josh Gordon, Demarius Thomas, Edelman, like it's and uh, Jacoby Myers. Like we're going to come out and put some points on the board. So hammer that over. Night. Don't fall for it. Hammer the over. Did you see what the highest uh, spread of the week was this week, Joe? <laughs> I did not see it. I didn't. It's uh, Cincinnati at Seattle. Seattle's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite on the under. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I would, uh, yeah, I don't know. Cincinnati. Like, what What even is Cincinnati anymore? I don't even know. Just a town in like Ohio. Like Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, just another town in Ohio, I guess. We have to Nine. So that was the spread. It was nine. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Take that Seahawks. Yeah. Seahawks. <laughs> like, I, like Russell Wilson. Like he's sneaky. Like top five quarterback in the league. Like he does not get the respect he deserves. I hundred. Like just because he hosts. Like just because he hosts like the Kids Choice Awards, then it's kind of weird. Like this man. <laughs> like he's an elite QB. Like you gotta like. He need like he deserves respect on that. I couldn't agree more with you, Joe. <laughs> All right. So those are my locks. And I'll, uh, yeah, I'll come back next week or whenever you need me and get you some more picks and uh, try my best. You could tell us what you if you uh, well, you actually know you're out of the gambling scene now, right? I no, no, I'm not. <laughs> Are there any bets that you're like, making I, for this upcoming week besides? Uh, I haven't, I haven't lo- like so. I definitely the Bears minus three. That's the big one I've been focusing on. But other than that, I haven't really looked too in depth about it. But definitely that Bears pick, and then that over with the Pats. That's what I'm doing. All right. You're going to have to tell us yeah. how your gambling ad- adventures go because I will get a bike uh, thrill through you, or maybe you'll just make it so I start gambling. <laughs> I'll oh, just take dude, it through it's you. It's so bad. I've lost so much. It's uh, But I, like it's at the same time, like, thrill. Like, oh, oh no, nice I know, because I, um, I did DraftKings throughout the whole NBA Finals, 
and I did the I did mm, I think in yep. ga- I think in game four I got a hundred bucks because I finished like seventh out of like a thousand oh. people, and that's like all mm. I needed. I'm like, <laughs> let's get this bread, boys. Well, you're like about to drop out of college real quick and start my professional gambling career. Like, excuse me. Yeah, then I proceeded yeah, to no. be so addicted to DraftKings I was betting on women's tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally done that. Like, I'll be, like, betting on, like, women's Spanish basketball, and, like, it's <laughs> awesome. Like, like the, I didn't know, like, I don't even know the team names, but they kick ass. Like, it's so fun. Yo, how's Marta doing? <laughs> How's she dropping, like... How's who? Uh, Marta. I don't know. I was trying to come up with a Spanish women's name. Oh, yeah. How's Marta and Gonzalez doing? It's like, oh, dude, averaging a triple-dub. Like, don't even worry about it. Oh, dude, don't yeah, worry. She's a lock for this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's my key player of the week, Marta Gonzalez, Real Madrid. Like, seriously. Book it in. All right, Joe. Thanks for calling in, bud. <laughs> dude, anytime. Enjoy Labor Day, boys. Joe has a great article out on uh, the extended cut right now where Chris Gronkowski, the brother of Rob Gronkowski, liked and read the article. So he's kind of a stud now. We're kind of like in a pay, yeah, a pay I'm, war. I'm pretty, I'm pretty big time now. I'm about to invite Chris Gronkowski to homecoming and like, see what happens there. Oh, man. That'd be, a, <laughs> that'd be pretty hype. He, he could probably offer you one of those protein cookies he's been advertising the shit out of. Yes, dude. Get me some of those and get Gronk here, too. I mean, real Gronk here, too. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think that's going to get Chris to come. Where's the real Gronk, yeah, though? <laughs> dude, he's off selling his CBD medication and uh, whatever else. He's like, he's just kind of just being a, his own guy doing his thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, if I was, like, if I was to guess one thing that, like, Gronk would do after he retired, it would either be selling supplements or like CBD pills, and I'm so glad like it was CBD pills. Everyone thought it was going to be WWE. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I mean, don't count him out yet, but he's almost there. If you like, I he he's so cl- he like is like the perfect embodiment of WWE. It, like, I think if you had him and Ronda I- Rousey together in like a steel cage match, <laughs> who knows what would happen. <laughs> And uh, do you think he comes back though? You think there's a shot he's back on the Patriots? I think he's gonna love life outside of football so much that I don't see it. And it's not like yeah, an attack gonna... on his like love for football. It's more that I'm just like, no, what, what, no, is, what does Gronk not. need? He gets women. He gets to just do whatever he wants. He gets to throw chairs yeah. at random ass people. Dude, like Gronk's in the position where like he's like he knows what he like his passions are in life, and that's like drinking and like yelling so like yeah, i think like he, he literally can set himself up to do anything he wants and be the best at it which he is can, like so ha- like i'm so happy for him. yeah he could easily be like the frat version of the rock yeah exactly dude that'd be so funny because like the just, rock like, goofy when he, face yeah. no one expected the rock to go from wwe to actually winning awards for acting <laughs> yeah these win grammys and not grammys or oscars or whatever like it, like i, I don't think rock winning an oscar anytime soon but i could see him in like beverly hills cops 15 like was doing he, like being a starring role was he in ted 2 or was he not gronk i don't know i knew, wasn't brady in it i don't think i ever saw that i movie. think brady was in it i know rex ryan was also in it <laughs> was he really yeah oh he was like God. a car salesman or something <laughs> marky mark's just like going through his contacts just like hey ted 3 gronk you in <laughs> yo you like you, wanna, <laughs> you down <laughs> yeah yo yeah all right joe all right man Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Best of luck Anytime, to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude. I hope I don't lose it all pretty soon. If you do, though, we'll, we'll have to up your pay bump. <laughs> oh, dude, absolutely. Like, I'll, I'll record it for content. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Joe. All right, man. I'll see you later. See you later.
Thanks to both Kyle and Joe for being on today's podcast. And as usual, this episode is brought to you by House of Hoodies. Everyone is getting cold. It's starting to get really freezing up here in New Hampshire at night. So what would warm you up better than a jersey slash sweatshirt of your favorite athlete? They're they're getting they're growing so big right now. They have so many athletes that are wearing their stuff, whether it's the Browns, the Redskins, or the Broncos for Kyle. I should have probably told him that when he was on. But what are you going to do? Use a code 15. You get a 15% off code by using the extended cut as your code. And we're proud to be partnered with them because they're starting to grow and do great things. So be sure to keep track of them. And I just want to thank everyone for being able to be on this podcast. Thank you again. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>